Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us May May Fox, a two-times New York best-selling author, Forbes contributor, host of the online program Your Best-Selling Book, which is a six-week online course guiding you through the entire process of writing and publishing your nonfiction book or memoir. So you can elevate your brand, attract clients, increase your speaking fees, and to boost your voice in the world. Fantastic. Maymay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. So can you just expand a bit more on that and let us all know, you know where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? I would love to do that. So I have a 25-year career as a ghostwriter, co-author, and freelance editor of nonfiction books and memoirs. So I'm coming to this with a lifetime of experience in this journey of writing a book. What's new is the business, Your Best Selling Book, which is a six-week online course that launches in mid-September a small cohort. So it's not an online course like, oh, on demand, I'm going to click and watch a bunch of videos. This is really me guiding you and taking you through a step-by-step proven process from conception to completion of your nonfiction book or memoir. So it's going to take you all the way through from what's the idea, let's hone in and get the one big idea, title, table of contents, Bang an introduction that hooks people and draws them in. And then the rest of the structure ready to go and fill out with your stories. So Mm. that's the process. But I am hands-on. I am teaching every masterclass live. I am managing. We have small group workshops every week of no more than 10 people to really get into your content. And I have open office hours. So it's like a interactive program where you can expect to get feedback on your writing. Fantastic. So what's the, what is the tangible end result that your clients are going to be able to, 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 to have and to gain through this sort of hybrid way of working with you? The tangible result is that you are nearly completed with your book and you have a great idea that you're excited about and you know it's sellable and marketable and you know the next steps to finish it, get it published, either through a traditional publisher, hybrid or self-publishing, all these different models out there, and how to promote it. You also have a good sense of what's next 
on the promotion horizon because writing your book is only half the journey, promoting is the other half. So that is the tangible result that people can expect to come out with, along with a really great community. I'm super excited for the people who are signing up. They're all high-powered, high-achieving individuals who want that book to build their brand out in the world. So they have a very clearly identified objective. They're going to inspire people by sharing their story and they're going to see their revenue increase, attract more clients, get more speaking gigs, all of that. So you are supported and uplifted by that cohort held accountable by them. And when Mm. time comes to release your book, you have a built-in network of fans to get you started. Fantastic. And you've all sort of grown and evolved kind of together. You've probably cried together. You've experienced doubts and fears and overwhelmed all the things. We had someone on the podcast not long ago who was just, you know, created their book. And it's like, oh, I can breathe now. The book is done. It's like, no, this is where it now the real work starts. And they were like, say what? <laughs> it's it's that maybe the awareness, the understanding of the full process. So I love the way you're dropping in. Okay, let's tell you the entirety of this. We're not going to just sugarcoat it. Here's the first phase. And then it's like, cool, I've got a book. Now where's where, where's the impact? Where where's 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 the where's the money where's the where's the authority you've just got some paper in your hand it's okay what's next and most things in this world are you do one thing a course a program learn a skill which then creates the next problem so your entirety of okay we're going to help you get to this place is kind of beautiful how do you help guide, guide them through through the entirety there's a there's a lot there but you need to be aware of it And here's the route through. What's that like? I mean, that is something that I've been doing for 25 years. And it's funny that you asked that because when I started, I started as a ghostwriter. And 10 years later, so 15 years ago, I went back to school to get a therapy degree, like a master's in family counseling, because I realized that half of my job of ghostwriting was being a coach. Turns out, Even the most amazing humans who you would think like they don't have any insecurity, they don't have any trouble, they do. Every Mm -hmm. single one of us does. And in order to get that book finished, which is, you know, what my whole career is dependent on, I've got to coach you through those moments of like, whatever it is, you know, it starts at the beginning with who am I to tell this story? Who am I to write a book? Mm -hmm. You know, and saying, who are you not to? I truly believe in the bottom of my soul that every single one of us has one great book in us. And that is our story. Our story is inspirational to others, period, hands down. So there's that first hurdle of, you know, who am I to write this book? Who are you not to? Then there's the, oh, often I have two or three ideas. How do I pin down what that one idea is? How do I really hone in on What is going to best serve my personal journey of who I am? Because as you pointed out, I'm so glad you did. Writing a book is transformative for you, guaranteed, because you're going to do a deep dive into your own soul. But also what's going to be most helpful to the audience? What are people going to resonate with the best, right? Then it gets to the next stage of I'm getting bored of this. Okay, we're all going to hit this phase. I'm going to be honest with you. We're all going to hit the phase when writing a book of, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm bored of it. I'm sick of it. So how do you keep motivated? How do you keep going? How do you get to completion, right? Completion is so hard when it comes to a book. And then when it's completed, a radical shift in your whole entire job as a book 
author. Your first job is go deep, go in, get quiet, explore what's happening inside you. Phase two is all out there, outward facing, selling. You know, this book is going to change your life. Wow. It's like two different journeys. So Mm. each step of the way, there's something to discuss and some piece to overcome psychologically to know. And then also just concrete next steps. What do you do? Make your list, cross it off, you know, which I really believe in. Yeah, absolutely. One thing you said there is the, it's the inward versus the outward. And I think that's bringing us back into just the, the business owner, just pure business right now. So it covers different industries. I think that's so true. There's that inward looking at who am I? How do I want to show up? What do I do? How do I serve? How do I become as a solopreneur, become the accountant, the fulfillment, the marketing, the sales, all these things? It's understanding us and the role that we play and where we're getting in our own way versus the outward, the expression, the doing it, the platforms, the strategies. And each one has its role. Each one has its place. But the inward, you as a business owner, you can't help but go through a self-development journey, just like, as you say, writing a book. So let's mirror this. How has this been with, with your evolution of being a business owner, going through the career you've had so far, now turning into this, into the coaching and now into the the, the program guidance? What What's that transformation been like for you personally? I mean, honestly, it has been challenging. I mean, just to be totally honest with you, it is a big challenge. It's a radically different um, business model than I've had in the past. So my business previously was all referrals and word of mouth. 100% people coming to me through my literary agent, other people in publishing, friends, friends of friends. That was true of both ghostwriting and co-authoring and of my life coaching business. So this is a shift to sales and marketing, putting my message out there, going on podcasts, um, doing sales calls. This is not something I've ever done before. And it's challenging. I'm working on a lot of um, inner voices Mm. that put up barriers to me for success that I've identified and I'm working on them. I'm not going to say that I have tackled all of those, but there you have it. Let's talk about that transition. So referrals to sales calls. So we were joking away offline and I can say this to you because this is where I was with my marketing agency back in the UK. It was so much came from referrals and word of mouth. It was like, I was proud of it. It was a badge of honor. Everything comes from referrals. No, I was just too shit scared to go out and do it myself. What was that about? Now, where I am, who I am, I can see this. So as a solopreneur, it's so easy to get caught behind this, the badge of honor and the pride of referrals are great people are singing your praises they're doing the work for you absolutely it's amazing when that happens however it's not scalable we're out we have the scalable so what was it like as you sort of took those tentative steps out of the the the, the, the burrow of referrals and into the big bad world of okay i i guess i need to how do I reach this you know, 7 billion people on the planet? Where do I even start? What's going on? What was that I, like? I mean, number one, I had to hire a coach. I hired a business coach because I, I was scared, like just downright scared of how to mm. do this. 
So I hired a coach who really works with the psychology of being a business owner and owning your power and stepping in and saying, I have something that actually is going to help other people. I'm not yeah. a slimy snake oil salesman, you know, walking around trying to sell some bogus supplement. This is real. I've done this for 25 years. I believe in it passionately. So what's mm. wrong with selling that? What's wrong with giving that message out? You know, I can own that. So that was my first step. Yeah. And then the next step was actually launching, just doing it. I mean, I'm, I know you talk about this in your podcast. It's like you can sit and plan and plot. And I had friends, good friends come to me and say, why did you send this email about your course? Like, what is this? Like, where did this come from? You know what? You're going to put this together in six months. Are you crazy? I mean, I had so many negative voices coming at me. Well-intentioned negative voices. Mm. But, you know, to stand in that and say, well, I've just got to try. And the best way to get started is just to go for it and try yeah. it and see what works and learn as I go, rather than like trying to sit there in my, you know, very like Stanford honors and distinction, you know, degree mind say this all has to be plotted and planned out mm. a year before I launch anything. Yeah. I want to hold space for look at your experience. I mean, with your your psychology background, with your all the certifications and all the knowledge and wealth of principles and tactics that you have personally. Yet you still saw these these fears and these doubts coming inherited from other people. You had your own coming through. What was it like to be sat there to know to see? what's happening you probably know the, the the science behind it as well as the spirituality as well as the all the different aspects but in your moment because it's you it's different in the moment for us what's it like to juggle those two areas or did did something just get forgotten along the way what was what was that like I mean, so much of it got forgotten. Like I had to remind myself to start meditating again every day, quite simply break it down. I was having massive insomnia, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta get a grip. Like I gotta get, I could see it coming. I did know the neuropsychology of it. I know that those brain pathways are hardwired from my childhood, from messages mm -hmm. I got from my culture telling me as a woman, don't speak out loud, don't stand in your power. From my family with just dedication to public service is a message of like, if you're making money, you're not doing good for the world. Is there a possibility of doing good for the world and making money? Can I wrap my psychology around that? So meditations, manifestations, like freaking plastering my wall with inspirational sayings, you know, revisiting podcasts that have inspired mm -hmm. me, all of that. I, yeah. and you know, that's how I've been walking myself through this. I'm not going to tell you I've conquered it, Mark. It's, it's a journey. I, I love having these conversations, especially with knowledgeable guests who they know all the things. In fact, probably you probably know too much. You can self-coach yourself. I guarantee we can talk about some challenges right now with where your business is. And you'll be like, you'll be saying a certain thing and then you'll qualify that with, here's why I can't say that or here's what I need to do. I hold a flag for, and that's where it stops. We talk about the problem. We self-qualify. We know the answer. Then now we're into the realm of the neurochemistry, the dopamine that kicks in at that point, just one of the chemicals ah, oh, I've said this, I've got the answer, I feel better. It's almost like saying a yes about fully saying a yes. Oh my gosh, there's so much at play here, but that's just one element. 
Can you catch yourself doing that? Yes. At times. Yes. Yeah. I can catch myself doing it. Yeah. What about the and, times where you don't catch yourself? When do you look back I, and think, oh, you silly bugger. I was just doing that thing. I just, I just, I see it now. I mean, it's like, for one thing, it's just when I find myself spinning out. I mean, just spinning out mentally. Yeah. You know, I just catch myself just going into outer space, not yeah. sleeping, worrying, feeling that clenching. I, I I feel things in my body. I really try to feel in you. Know, I, I was a yogi. I taught yoga for years. Like, mm. I, so I believe in breath body mind connection i know they're intimately connected holy smokes i'm not breathing stop and breathe yeah you know listening to those bodily cues is really critical for me so what's what's your kryptonite right now with your business what's the area that you're you're super focused on that you know maybe you don't feel like you're good enough at this or it's coming at more of a challenge or it may be that you're juggling so much that this is the one thing that I just can't get my things into. What What is that? It's sales. I mean, plain and simple, it's sales. I can tell you that. The program I feel great about, I have invested so much time and energy into making it awesome. I have a tremendous partner who's helping me with the technology back end. It's mm. sales. It is like, that's where I catch myself just letting that insecurity come up, getting in my own way. And it's, you know, it's something that continues to sort of, yeah. Yeah. Show what, up. Is, what does getting your own way look like? Let's sort of, let's pull that apart and shine a light on it because I think it's interesting when we all can eloquently describe what that actually means to us. And then we can start to see these patterns. What does it look like for you? So... One is just the confidence to say, I have something of value to offer. This is going to benefit people. So I can say it instead of holding back from posting to social media, mm. um, following up on a sales call where someone's still sitting on the fence um, there's little areas of resistance where it's like, I don't want, like, why don't I want to do this? Yeah. So those examples, so where are you getting your own way? Where do you find this resistance? It's in the follow-up. It's continuing the conversation. It's then do you feel, who do you feel that you're becoming in that situation that you don't want to be? I mean, I, if my psychological perspective falls into like this is slimy or this is not you know versus this is authentic yeah yeah that's one and then um i think feeling like i said feeling that resistance in my own body versus feeling joyful and excited mm. Is, does that make sense? Yeah. The, 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 okay, the, okay. There's a there's a pathway that we, we get here. And okay. listen to our intuition is so, so super important. But damn it, it can be sneaky as well. How do you know? How do you tell the difference between this thing is fundamentally not right for me, I shouldn't do it, versus I'm just really uncomfortable. I'm just really scared. So I shouldn't do it. How do I you know? 
I mean, I know it. I know it in the depths of my soul. I know it from that gut instinct. You know, I know it. Like, this is fear versus this is like, this is truly not good and not good thing. Yeah. 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 So that information is so crucial, super important with that information in the moment. It's like, okay, you're able to tap in. You can feel this. You know this. (laughs) But, But still in that moment, taking those steps. How is this in parallel with your clients? Where's where can we tie a beautiful bow between what you're helping your clients through the book process and what you're looking at? Where's the similarity? I mean, it's just 100% tied together, right? I see the exact same thing. I talk to people who come to me and said, I want, I want to write a book. I wanted to write my book. I, I know this is the time to write my book. And then they don't commit. And it's like, what is keeping that commitment from happening? I believe 100% of the time it is that deep down, you know, obtrusive questioning, negative self-doubting brain that is saying, who are you to do this? Who are you to write a book? You know, or you're not going to be able to get it done and overcoming that self-doubt by feeling the authenticity of the voice that says, yes, I want to do this. Yes. Now is the time. Yeah. And then we do it again. We do it again with the, with the writing of the book. It's the same. It comes up Mm. again. even once people have committed and even once they're halfway through the journey. We were speaking about this last night, the sliding door moments, those pivotal moments those moments where you can literally feel in your gut of shit, this, I can walk left or I can walk right. If I walk, if I walk left, I I may not come back. That's okay. Says the coach, but it, but yourself is what am I going to lose? We spoke offline about fear of failure versus fear of success. Oh, no, those are two interesting concepts to, to discuss. So, these moments that you're going through, the crumbs that your clients are going through, they are so finely interwoven with each other. There is a beautiful dance. There is a beautiful nuance. There's a flavor that you could be using right now that's that could really guide you. If you can just get over this human experience of emotions and brain chemicals, right? I love the sliding the sliding door moment. You know, it's like, when are you ever going to regret creating this podcast or launching this business or writing your book? Even if what fear of failure, what is that? Like there is no failure. And I tell people this when they're writing their books too. And in coaching, failure is not trying. Failure isn't trying and things don't go exactly the way you think. Failure is not trying. You have to try And so I've been telling myself that I'm telling my clients that walk through that door. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You probably learn something amazing about yourself in the process. No matter what. We talk about failure and success and that, you know, in our world, with an unforget yourself, a core value is it's, it's all just information. That is it. If we can remove the emotion to it, well, now what's possible? Oh my gosh, what's possible? 
so much is possible. Love that. Everything Maybe. is possible. I love that. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm going to end this there. Maybe thank you so much for, for playing along, for sharing not only how you help your, your clients, but your journey right now. You're in the middle of this as the entrepreneur. It's beautiful and terrifying. I'm in the thick of it. And- I'm in the thick <laughs> of it. Here we are. <laughs> nice. Look, if people want to find out more about about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? I mean, my name is so easy if you get the spelling right. May May Fox, M-E-I-M-E-I-F-O-X. I'm the only one. I'm out there everywhere is May May Fox. LinkedIn, you know, Instagram, Facebook, my website, maymayfox.com. And then you can go to write yourself your bestsellingbook.com. Write your bestsellingbook.com. You know, we went obvious and easy. Perfect. That, that, that's what you want. So anyone who's curious or like, hell yes, or downright just terrified about writing your book, get in touch. Go and check it out. What's, what's possible, right? What's possible? Maybe. thank you so, so much for being here. It's been so much fun. Thanks, Mark. I loved it. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.